Hello there and welcome to the Pint-Sized Healing Podcast. My name is Max Thompson, let's get started. A few months ago, um, my father passed away. And um, I wanted to reflect a little bit on that because I think it's something that um, uh, at least survivors of parental abuse of some sort uh, will have to deal at some point with their their parents dying. And I think it brings up um, it brings up a few things as I have noticed in the last few months, and I've been kind of dealing with um, that stuff. Um, and I just wanted to reflect on it a little bit because, especially because I uh, wrote about this um, a good while ago, actually, um, in August of 2016, as a response to um, a fellow survivor losing her toxic mother. And so I kind of wanted to revisit that writing and um because in it i i try and kind of guess what it's going to feel like um and now i know what it's feel what it felt like uh, at least for me now i have to say that um the fellow survivor s who i uh, speak about in this pot in the blog post which i will link um uh in the description, but um, her toxic mother was definitely the main aggressor in in their family. My father was not my my mother is also the main aggressor in my family, so my father was more an enabler than um, than a, than a really like um, uh, well, I mean, and, and that's abusive in its own right, but. What I want to say is, um, just like S, my mother was the main aggressor in the family. She is talking about, um, or she spoke to me about um, her mother passing away, and I'm talking about my father passing away. So I just want to dis- make the distinction between those two because I do think that that's um, that makes a difference. So um, I will just I will read bits of the post and I'll respond to to those things. Now, a little bit of background about the process that I've been going through for the last few months. So my father passed away in the spring of this year. Um, and um, he was very, very, very ill. And I knew that he was very ill. He was ill before I uh, cut contact. And um, I think like my personal opinion is that it was, you know, like when someone is really ill and they're, there comes a point where you're like, okay, it's, you know what, it's better for you now to just let go um, of life. So there's there's an element of that. Just before he passed away, I'd actually reconnected with his youngest sister, who's also my godmother. And so she's been, she's done an amazing job at keeping me informed about what's going on and also keeping me safe from um, my family. Um, so that has given me at least, you know, at least I got the information and I got it quickly and I got it from a trusting source. I, like I didn't have to rely on sort of rumors or gossip or any of that kind of stuff. And 
Um, uh, and also what that's really done for me is um, she's been telling me about who my father is as a, or who my father was before he got himself stuck in, in an abusive marriage. So that's given me a lot of insight into, um, into also into my family dynamic because one of the things that I always really struggled with was the fact that I couldn't quite gauge my father because he like he'd be really nice and very supportive the one day and then he would be like really angry and almost I mean verbally aggressive and at least and and super like emotionally very unsupportive the next right so you never really knew who you were getting and I could never kind of understand those two extreme sides of him and understanding now who he was before you know, who he was as a person before he met my mother, it's starting to make a lot more sense. So let me just dive into this blog post that I wrote two years ago, and then I will just kind of comment on how my perspective has has changed and if it has changed and all that kind of stuff. So here we go. It's called Pondering Grief and Death, which is a super uplifting title, of course. Okay. Recently, a dear friend and fellow survivor, S, lost her toxic mother, and it got us talking about grief. I sometimes wonder how I will respond when I find out that my parents have passed away. Losing people is hard enough under the best of circumstances. However, when we add the complicated factor of strained and toxic family relations, all bets are off. Grief kicks us in emotional overdrive. The first time I really thought about this was when my sister, who I was still in contact with at the time, asked me if I would attend my parents' funeral and when when the time came. No, I answered confidently, and I stand by that answer. That's harsh, she replied. To this day, I don't, I don't see it that way. In fact, how hypocritical would it be for me to go to their funerals when I don't wish anything to do with them in when the, while they are still alive? Okay, so I just want to pause there for a second before I continue reading this out because I didn't I, I didn't uh attend the the funeral um for that very reason. In fact, before he passed, I was asked like so my aunt asked me if I wanted to meet with my father and she would have set it up in a way that I wouldn't have had to face my mother or my sisters. Um and at that time like it, I actually took some time to reflect on that question because I was like, okay, do you know what? Like, give it some proper thought because this is not one of these questions that you can revisit six months from now if you regret whichever decision you made. And I decided not to meet with him because um, I didn't feel like I really had that much to say to my father. I mean the like I'd been processing all this stuff for like almost six years by then um you know I kind of I I was getting to a place where I could just I was you know I'm starting to let it go like I don't I'm not that emotionally invested in in that part of it anymore uh like I'm not still holding on to anger or I'm not looking like I don't want I don't want them to justify what they did or like those kind of things I'm like you know what I know that you did it because you were hurting yourself like and whether that's because 
my father was trapped in a in a, an abusive marriage or because my mother has her own childhood tra- trauma I don't really care the the fact of the matter and I and I say this so often is happy healthy people don't abuse other people and so I know that they're doing it because or they did it because they weren't able to to do any better than that right um that doesn't, I mean, that doesn't make it go away. That doesn't sort of excuse them from the responsibility they had. But it do, like, that's enough for me. Like, I don't, I don't need them to justify because they can't. There's nothing they can say that can justify what they did. So I said, like, listen, if I were to meet him, then it's about him and it's not about me. And I can't afford the emotional upheaval of that. Like, and so I, I declined the offer. Um, I think, you know, um, I think my dad in the end did feel very, I mean, not in the end, actually, I think he felt very poorly or very bad about uh, me leaving the family. But here's, here's what I always say. And I've, I've said this to his sister as well. There was a time when he was having uh, that, like, or not he actually, my mother and one of my sisters were having an awful, awful fight. And he showed up at my sister's doorstep at some point, crying, really upset. And he said, To her, please, please, please don't cut contact with the family because I've always been afraid of one of you, that one of you was going to do that. And I, please don't do it. And to me, that fear is not a normal fear. And so it suggests to me that he knew, he had an awareness of what was going on. Um, and he I, he was the other adult in that family. And, and so, like, I understand now, like, doing the healing work, right, I understand how hard it is. And so I can understand that it can be too daunting for someone to kind of start on that task, right? I get it. Like, seriously, I do. But the thing is, like, you are free to make that choice. You are, like, you you can decide not to do the healing work. You can decide not to confront the bullies in your life. You can decide to stay in an abusive marriage, even if you know that you're in an abusive marriage. And even like I can understand that there's circumstances where you where you just can't find the the way out. And I'm not telling you that that makes you less of a person or less, you know, like I I get how hard that is. But the thing is, even if you make that choice, then there's consequences to that choice. And those are your consequences to deal with. And so for me, in my fa- and and especially because my father wasn't financially dependent on my mother not at all he was like like there wasn't you know i can i can there's so many reasons why people can't get away from an abuser right having gotten away from my mother i know that it's possible to do right like and and he and and like I said, he he wasn't that he was uh, his you know financially dependent on her. Anyway, like I'm justifying and I shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> but like, see, even I do this. Like, but I'm justifying. I'm trying to justify what I'm what I'm saying because I don't. Um, I really want to emphasize the fact that I understand 
that it's hard and not everybody is able for whatever practical, emotional, mental, whatever reasons, people, not everybody is able to get away from an abusive situations. And I get that. But in my particular situation, I thought, you know what? You knew what was going on because otherwise you wouldn't have had the fear of us walking away from the family. And if you knew, then you could have done something about it or you could have supported us in a different way or you could, you know, you could have done something other than tell us, just give in to whatever your mother says because it's easier that way, right? And that was generally what he would say. Anyway, so that was my little tangent of the would I attend the funeral and like I said I obviously did not attend a funeral for which I'm very grateful um (laughs) that's a very good choice so back to the blog post we go so when an abuser passes the pain and trauma do not just magically disappear in fact I think that at least for a little while the grief will kick all those emotions into the next gear here's a quote from S When other people have died, I took the good they had brought me in the life. With your death, I can't take the good from it. As you're bad, the negative stuff overshadows some of the good. In the process of dealing with the death of a parent, we are also dealing again with the trauma of an abusive childhood. Well, that's very clear because you could you could hear how I was kicking into that kind of self-defense justification mode there. And that is part of me of me trying to kind of self-validate no, no, this really happened to me and it was bad um and and you did it to me right there was a little bit of that in in that little rant that I had earlier so yeah you know and and it's been a couple of months since my father passed away obviously but um you you start going through that a little bit again and you you because uh like my friend S there mentions like you usually try and remember, like, you start kind of reminiscing about the nice experiences you've had and, like, how that all kind of, um, how that all, um, you know, the, the good times you shared with someone and all that kind of stuff, right? And then all of a sudden, um, you notice that in this process, other than with other people that I've that I've known that I've lost, as sad and as heartbroken as uh, heartbreaking as it was, a lot of these memories are super complicated because even the nice memories usually like, oh, we did something really nice that day. Well, that was actually just part of a manipulation, or that was so confusing because the next day this happened, or you know. It, it, so there's all this kind of like every all the memories that come flooding back automatically when someone passes away, you start thinking about them more. And it's all really complicated stuff. So that is definitely, definitely something that happens. So back to the blog post. Our day-to-day coping routine breaks. In our day-to-day life, we've developed a certain emotional register that helps us deal. It helps us think and talk about our past without pulling us right back into the whirlpool. When the routine is broken up by grief, for example but also by other events in our lives, we find ourselves in a place where dealing once again becomes a struggle. 
Moreover, in the circumstance of a death in the family, all the players tend to come out of the woodwork. Now, that is definitely true. Um, you know, people try and use these kind of, and my family did the same. They try and use this kind of thing to try and pull you back in. Um, and like I said at the very start of this, my aunt has been doing an amazing job at protecting me from that. So, um, and she knows that I'm grateful because I tell her. Um, so that's that's been very helpful for me personally. But yeah, you know, it's like you 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 have kind of okay after like I said like I felt like okay I've kind of dealt with this been working at it for six years so I don't really need to confront my dad about it anymore because you know I'm done with all that stuff well but then once the actual once he actually passed away mm, turned out that there was a couple of things that I wasn't quite done with yet not that I'm now regretting that I didn't speak to him because they were things that I needed to deal with that were still stuck in my head, that were st still stuck in my kind of inner, inner dialogue. But yeah, you be it breaks the routine a little bit. And so you are going to have to uh, deal with it. And it takes, you know, it takes you back to there's more emotional processing to be done. Another quote from my friend S, this week has been hard for me, not just because of your death, but also dealing with family drama once again. So she too had to all of a sudden deal with, you know, siblings coming out of the woodwork and trying to, you know, in, influence her again. Uh, and I don't always think that that's, especially from siblings, I don't necessarily think that they are actively trying to be abusive, but we grew up. We have to remember our siblings, especially, I think, we all grew up in a really messed up environment together. And so, like, we're triggers for each other, right? Like I see it so often, people who grew up in abusive situations in abusive families, they really struggle to have good relationships with their siblings because we're triggering each other. We're, you know, we're, we have the same kind of, well, the same sort of experiences, but not quite because often the abuse is highly personalized, even amongst, you know, siblings. And then also like, you know, our siblings trigger memories they, and they will they will say things the way that your parents used to say it because that's how it was said to them. Or they will respond in a certain way that our abusive parents used to respond because that's how they learned to respond to shit, right? So there's a lot of family drama that then comes up again. Back to the blog post. Every single one of my survivor friends who have been in this situation tell me similar stories. Siblings informing them through social net network platforms, not sharing critical details about funeral arrangement. Seems a perfect situation for the toxic family to resume the games they love to play. And then I said, it makes me wonder how I will respond when the day comes. I know it will impact me and I know I will manage with the help of my family of choice. And that is very true. I very much leaned on my family of choice to deal with the things. And with regard to the, yeah, the siblings and the informing us. Um, uh, so I did in somehow one of my sisters found my mobile phone number and she sent me a message and it was, our father is dead. There was, it didn't even start with hello. So, um, and that kind of freaked me out because I thought I'd finally gotten all my contact details away from them. But you know what? It helped me find another leak that I then managed to plug. So in the end, you know, all's good. Uh, and obviously I did not respond and I blocked her number. So there we go. 
So looking back now, like I wonder how I will respond. I think I kind of responded in the way that I expected to respond. Um, and um, it was a couple of months of quite a lot of processing and, and a little bit of, um, you know, quite a bit of introspection and, and um, uh, yeah, taking it easy a little bit, you know, making sure that I had enough time for relaxation and self-care and all those kind of things. So in the end... I um I'm good now and um you know we'll see how we deal with it again um once my mother passes away and uh, until then I uh, have nothing more to say on this topic <laughs> I guess hey I hope this was useful if this is something that you're dealing with or have dealt dealt with or uh you know are or are dreading to have to deal with, um, then uh, you know where to find us. We're in the Facebook group. You can always jump in and get some feedback from your fellow survivors in there. Um, and um, I hope to see you then. Bye.